Well, hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Bus Talk. And today we have a fascinating topic for you. It's how do you hire better? That's the question we're trying to answer today. How do you hire better? Now, we have heard this cliche time and again that hire people who are more talented than you, who have better skills than you, and you will be more successful. Now, you and I both know the majority of the cases, this does not happen. Why? Because when a job seeker answers an interview question in a slightly different manner, they are often bracketed as, oh, this person has an attitude, attitude problem, that kind. And so he's too overconfident or too cocky, if you will. And so there are multiple such adjectives when job, and to be fair, just to play the devil's advocate here, there are those candidates who present themselves as kind of overestimate themselves and present themselves as more than what they actually have in them. But I'm not talking about those set of people. And I'll also tell you how to differentiate between those who are the pretend smart Alex versus who those who are really the smart ones. And so when you speak about those smart ones, turning up for an interview and answering questions very sharply and asking intelligent and asking intelligent questions if the hiring manager is not as competent or as in in sync with what better talent actually means then chances are he or she will lose that super talent sitting right in front of them so let's dive in for this episode where we will try and decipher who are the typical smart Alex versus who are genuinely smart? What is positive attitude and what is negative attitude while appearing for an interview? And you as a hiring manager, how do you identify a better skill set, a better talent for your own team, business unit or company for that matter? First up, let's first understand the smart Alex versus the smart ones. So the typical characteristics of people who are more of noise and less of substance are quite evident but in case you don't get it but let me just kind of give you a high level overview the smart alex will try to be over friendly those are sure sign they smile more often than required they do not answer straight when asked a straight pertinent direct question they go all over the place they often display impatience or ego during the course of the conversation, it's almost like a very defensive attitude. They quickly slip into being a victim if you push them further. And finally, one of the key giveaways for typical smart Alex is they drop big names. They're big name droppers. Oh, I know this. I know that. Or when they're explaining their past attainments, instead of saying I, they go V. We closed business worth $10 million. And you're thinking, I'm asking what was your individual contribution in that? I don't want to know we, I want to know I. Can you not talk about I and they just dodge around and everything. So they kind of have this look on their face. You will make out from their body language, probably sometimes not even dressed appropriately for the occasion. And I'm not expecting them anybody to, turn up in a jacket and a tie and all that but clearly you can't turn up in, in your home t-shirt and pajamas if you will 
and clearly they have this uber ultra aggressive body language and i've often noticed this when there are lady hiring managers some of these ultra smart alex try to even hit upon them and that's their way of charming apparently or making an impression and so on and so forth so some of these signs clearly not all of them will have all of the signs there could be one or two of uh, the above mentioned signs and clearly there are some which are not in the syllabus i'm not covered all smart alex but majority of them will more or less fall under this bracket a word of caution of course as is always the case use your judgment use your common sense hear your inner voice sometimes it's also true that when candidates are nervous you know so to hide that nervousness or camouflage that nervousness they appear to be overconfident you need to give some time to settle down and make them feel comfortable and that's a area of improvement for the interviewers the hiring managers that they do not make the job seeker comfortable kind of make them relaxed that don't worry let's have a discussion and talk about the real stuff let's not posture and come across as you know i god's gift to mankind as it were sometimes it's just a plain simple straight conversation and that's how most discussions should be right but you and i both know that <laughs> some of the interviewers are just not up to scratch and so but that is a separate topic for a separate episode do listen to that episode how in, who is checking the interviewers mistakes it's uh, three or four episodes earlier than this one i've gone deep diving into the areas of improvement the typical interviewers need to ensure but for this episode let's stick to the job seeker right so the smart alec ones the smart alec ones use your judgment right you do appreciate the fact that they could be nervous you kind of think yeah they're trying to make an impression they don't know how they've not been coached they probably don't have a reference to context and if they are generally coming from a smaller organization than the organization you belong to they might have a little bit of apprehension of because they're not aware of the culture right they in their small organization they were treated rather largely for lack of a better expression but you are this big organization where large doesn't mean anything to you right they're just another guy so sometimes they have not traveled the distance of them you need to bridge the gap and understand as you are the maturer party but you understand stuff little better so give that latitude give that benefit of doubt sometimes unless they completely remove that doubt part of the job of a hiring manager is to have this balanced nuanced attitude and approach till you are proven one way or the other right so just keep these points in mind but the telltale signs are quite evident usually they don't change and it's some of the attitude which i'll talk about in the next segment that you need to know what is positive attitude what is negative attitude why does cockiness does not help versus what a regular smart and confident person might do okay now that you have a fair idea about the smart alex how do you identify the smart ones the genuine ones the ones who have super talent and it's almost like a hidden gem and they're like oh my god where were you all this while where do where do i sign you up and so you have to kind of even hold back your excitement from time to time when you find this ideal fit after going through 
300 junk resumes and you find this one person who's like just speaks and it's music to your ears but you have to kind of still put on a facade that look I'm still I don't know how how this will function you know what I'm saying right like you'll still have that serious poker face saying that you don't know and then that's fair you don't need to give away your excitement <laughs> of having identified the right talent but clearly two or three things you need to be very careful and watchful about so that you don't miss the spark sometimes super talent need not be super vocal sometimes they might even come across as unassuming and you might find them defiant or non engaging and you kind of think well if he or she is not interacting with me at the interview which is not like a customer facing situation in some sense you are his or her customer but nevertheless not like the customer and you kind of add to and to and think oh well if this person is going to be on the phone with a customer or on a video call or meet the customer in person the customer might just get put off wait hold on think through that why because there are many 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 cases or instances where some of these rather quiet ones completely turn different when in front of a customer they sound different they look different they come up with intelligent points it's like almost like having a split personality and you're like wow what were you doing at the interview and i once had this gentleman who turned up for an interview his face down hair was not combed properly uh, his shirt was not tucked in properly you know half shirt out typical schoolboy kind of thing you know just you know who's been on the playground and turned up for an interview and it was my gut feel at that point in time like wow how do you hire this person for a sales and business development role and there must be something more to the story uh, when i saw the resume and the way the resume was worded it was very specific it was talking about outcomes not job descriptions and that's the reason he got called for the interview in the first place not that he had like a long history of attainments it was a rather short career at that point in time and when i saw this person in front it looked total disaster total mess so the body language is very off putting however when i spoke about couple of scenarios and here's the here's the magic part right the usual introduction questions were not were quite okay and like monosyllabic yes no true false and there were no engagement and i was like did i make a mistake uh, in assessment but then i gave a couple of scenarios sales scenarios work scenarios that if this is the objection or this is the problem statement what are the two or three ways you will go and address slash solve this problem and you will not believe me that person just blew me away like unbelievable crisp answers like music to your ears and the bells were tingling like where were you my friend all this while and it was such a joy to hear this person speak and of course a surprise as well that i did not pick up the internal spark when i was initially speaking to him um and he went on to have a very long and fruitful career good luck to him and if you're listening to this you know who you are so the lesson learned for all you new hiring managers especially because i know after a few years you tend to get it but especially if you've just been a recently promoted new people manager say 3 4 years into the role it takes some time to identify the smart ones not that you are not smart of course you are smart but someone smarter you know how they would have answered the question slightly differently 
they have these typical characteristics, the choice of words, the way they present is slightly different. It's not something that you hear run of the mill. And you might even go into reflex, reflection or introspection that, hey, did I answer this question the same way? And if the answer is no, then don't reject the guy or girl, right? Don't reject them. Try to find out how positive, how better the answer is and be honest about it to yourself that, hey, this person answered the question better than what I possibly could have or did in the past. And that's a good good sign of your maturity. It's a very good, strong sign that you are mature enough to recognize that someone is better than you. And that is the biggest reality. If we ever believe that we are the final version or final release of our software of life, if you will, <laughs> they will grandfather it, right? They will eventually de-support it. it. It fades, right, when it's reached the peak. So always believe you are a work in progress. Always believe that you are, there is a better release, there is a better version, upgrade, bug fixing, patches, whatever analogy you want to draw as a comparison. There's always a room for improvement. And so if you find a talent which is showing exemplary behavior, technique, attitude in the questions that you ask, you know that they are the genuine ones. So nurture them, identify them, pull them out and, and even guide them because they might be good at two or three things, but they might need your help in three, four other things. So that's where your value add as a manager comes in. And the smart ones are also sometimes the more quieter ones, you know, they don't necessarily come across as belligerent. You know, like they say, if you have a lot of substance, then you are generally quieter. You listen more than speak. And you might say, hey, my role is such that I need you to be bubbly, chirpy and vibrant. If that is not such a big prerequisite, then you might want to really look into the quiet ones as well. They might come across as an introvert in the at the interview, but they in reality, they could be very different when given the opportunity, when given the platform, the support and encouragement, they flourish much better. Clearly, you have a benchmark of the reps on the floor in your mind. You know, good, bad and ugly. You have a probably a bell curve. And if you've done away with it, that's great. But it's still a reality in some sense, right? They will be the good ones, majority in the middle and not so good ones in, in the bottom. So you have a general reference range. So if this person is topping the reference range on maybe objection handling, on introductions, on examples, on specificity of communication of language with, with, with real undisputable data, that's the person you're looking for. Those are sure shot signs of good, solid candidates, people with thought clarity. When you ask a simple, straight question where do you see yourself in two years? No, that's a very old question. You should not, but I know a lot of people do. If there is a specific, clear answer, you know that the and you get the why they want to take up this role, it helps you understand the motivation, the trigger, why they will succeed. Because I fundamentally believe we are responsible for our own motivation and success. Yes, a manager could walk up and pat your back and say well done, good job. But ultimately, it's our career. It's my career, my responsibility, my motivation, my drive. If I'm not 
driven enough, if I'm not motivated enough, why would the world wait for me and come out, come around and, you know, pat me on the back and come on, get on. You have to earn that right, essentially. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical here, but you have to earn that right. You know, you've done su- successful hard work over 10, 15 years and then probably having a bad quarter somewhere and somebody just comes and pats on your back and say, hey, come on, you can do it. It's probably still okay, right? It's a good, good gesture. But you're starting off your career, you're full of energy, you should be full of energy, excitement, and that's invaluable. I can't really stress enough that the energy that you bring to the table feeds the organization and not just your team. You know, we all remember the uh, that particular person who was super energetic and, you know, brought about joy and fun and laughter in the business. So if you find such talent at the interviews, hire such people, right? And if they're just the quiet ones, but have the right intent, the right resolve, give you the right examples and how they will succeed and the thought clarity required to be successful in the role, hire them too. And so that's how you will know the cocky ones versus the smart ones, the smart Alex who a lot of hoo-ha and less of substance versus the other ones who actually can back up their vocabulary with numbers, with examples, with relevant examples. And you know you have a good talent to be hired. Well, that's all the time I had for this episode of Bus Talk. If you really liked what you heard, do leave a review on podpage.com forward slash bus talk. You can see the review link. Just leave a couple of lines of questions, comments, bouquets and brickbats, all welcome. As always, I do not claim that I know it all. I'm happy to be corrected if required. Alternatively, if this has inspired you, made you think, my job is done. They could choose their own path and methodology and ways to become better. The idea is to have that spark where... Can you think something different? Can you be a better version of yourself than what you were same time last year? That's the goal. That's the intent of Bus Talk. So till we meet next time, next episode, chin up, stay well, stay safe, get your A game to work each day. This is your host, Ayan. You are listening to Bus Talk. Bus Talk.